You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. Chelsea, Lane Kiffin is trolling Nick Saban on X Twitter. And he's doing it with Taylor Swift lyrics. They play this weekend. Bama is favored by seven. Lane Kiffin posted these lyrics or this song on X. It's the Taylor Swift song called Castles Crumbling. And it includes the lyrics, once I had an empire in a golden age, I was held up so high, I used to be great. They used to cheer when they saw my face. Now I fear I have fallen from grace. He is leaning into this narrative that Nick Saban is Dunsky as one of the greats, that he is on the downside of his career. Lane Kiffin is, you gotta be pretty ballsy to do that because I am not of the belief that Nick Saban has lost it just yet. And the last thing I would do is make the greatest college football coach of all time angry. Let's not act like Alabama is, I don't know, Illinois State all of a sudden. It's still Alabama. I would not be doing this. Yeah, but this is what Lane Kiffin always does. He always stirs the pot. That's just his personality. And if we're talking about Taylor Swift lyrics, like wouldn't there be a bunch about Lane Kiffin? Like remember when he left Tennessee high and dry? He was like, yeah, I'm going to stay here forever. Just kidding. I'm going to go the Raiders. So if anybody, you know, can't say anything, glass houses Lane Kiffin. I feel like there are some people who are pretty pissed off at you that would quote many a Taylor Swift lyric. What I would do if I were Nick Saban, he doesn't care about this. Wait, that was, we had a survey, what was it, Bill, a few weeks ago, and Nick Saban's favorite group was Rolling Stones? I believe that is correct. Yeah, he's not listening to Taylor Swift. But what he should do is, you beat the brakes off Ole Miss, and then he posts something, a picture of Lane Kiffin, with anti-hero lyrics. It's me, hi, I'm the problem, it's me, and it's a picture of Lane Kiffin. After Ole Miss gets spanked, that's what I would do. But I'm sure Nikki Saban doesn't know that song at all. No, and he doesn't care. He would just, you know, point to his ranks, his championship ranks uh, that Lane Kiffin does not have as a head coach. So here's the thing about college football and like motivation. Remember, I fell into this trap last week saying, oh, Deion Sanders and his boys are going to be so motivated. They're Mm going to win by 23. Well, they didn't because sports don't work like that. Yes, you can be motivated, but you still have to play the game. So, yes, it is a fun side story and narrative, but I'm not sure if it, like, goes into my handicap for this one. Yeah, that's a tough thing to to quantify for sure. Let's bring in Chris mm-hmm. Mack. 
You know I'm a host of the BetQLU podcast. It drops every Thursday, so check it out tonight on the Odyssey YouTube channel and does fine work on 93.7 The Fan in Pittsburgh. Chris, thanks for your patience. We kind of get off on tangents here from time to time. No, no. Right. when does that ever happen on, no, on the Daily never. Show? What are you talking about, James? No. no. The no. Taylor Swift song that popped into my head was Bad Blood, but I mean, hey. Oh, another fine choice. That's yeah. even better, I think. Oh, Coach Saban God. could even use it in reverse if he ends up beat. I mean, there's there's lots of Taylor Swift possibilities here, guys. I feel like I'm encroaching on Lucy Burge's area of expertise. Territory, but, yeah. yeah territory, you guys know so a lot of Taylor Swift songs for I'm gonna, people I'm gonna who back, do not call themselves Swifties. Just I'm, saying. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to back away now before Lucy comes to cut me. Yeah, you're going to get an angry <laughs> text like, hey, yeah. stay out of my lane, bro. Stay out of my lane. I cover Tay-Tay. I'm the only Tay-Tay reporter on this show. Let me ask you, though. I, what do you think about Bama in general? I, I think there, I always say there are degrees to things, Chris. And mm -hmm. what I mean is, look, Alabama is still Alabama. They haven't fallen off the map. But I also think this isn't quite the Alabama squad that we've seen in previous years. But where where does the truth lie here? Well, I, I, I firmly believe, I think I said this last week, this is the year of the quarterback in mm -hmm. college football at the very least. Uh, and Jalen Milrow, I don't think, is one of those guys. He's not. I don't think he's on that level with some of the guys, especially that we're going to be talking about in the matchups this weekend. Um, so I, I think that's a big Achilles heel for Alabama. They have been able to win in the past without the best quarterback, right? It, it's just it's been a, because they've had great defense or they've had a great run game. I don't know if this is an overall great Alabama team. I don't. They're very good. I mean, look, it's still Nick Saban. It's still the Tide. They're still good, very good at times. But I don't think this is a truly great Alabama team. What that means for Ole Miss going into Tuscaloosa, I don't know. That's one that, as far as bets on the board, I'm probably not touching with that six and a half, seven number. But I do think if we're just talking about the game itself and – what feels like a little bit of a shifting of the balance of power in the SEC West. Um, it's a down year for Bama. Now, again, a down year for Bama might equate to, you know, 10 and two, maybe nine and three at worst. And they still go to a quality bowl game because, well, they're Bama. But I don't think they have the quarterback to take them to that next stratification. All right. So speaking of quarterbacks, uh, Penn State has a pretty good one this year. And Drew Aller, mm -hmm. I am surprised that you are not wearing Penn State gear because the big whiteout game uh, this weekend in Happy Valley. Looking at the line for that one, I believe it's 14 and a half. Uh, Iowa getting 14 and a half on the road at Penn State. Would you play Penn State in this game? The hook makes me a little nervous, but I do feel yeah. like Penn State is going to have its way with an Iowa team that doesn't have much of an offense. Yeah, and, and Penn State's defense has been surprisingly good. I knew it was going to be good this year. I didn't know it would be as good as it's been the first few weeks. You can consider the competition, sure, but um, the, the turnover fest that they had in Champaign last week uh, gives me hope that they can do some of the same to Iowa. Uh, and, and that offense, as we know, is no great shakes, so... At 14 and a half, though, to your point, Chelsea, is a little steep. It's not to say that they couldn't end up covering that number. The atmosphere at Beaver Stadium will be nuts. That's the way it is for a whiteout. It'll be bananas. Uh, but they've got to get past this one in order to set themselves up for the trip to Columbus later and then hosting the Wolverines uh, later in the season. This is the first step towards this being a different kind of year in Happy Valley and, and different in that they've 
talk about a complete team. They've got the complete team, which actually has the quarterback at the head of the table. So um, they can win the Big Ten this year. They, they can beat both Ohio State and Michigan, but if they don't beat Iowa tomorrow night, then none of that means anything. I think they will win the game. 14 and a half is a little rich for me if it were more in the 13-ish, 12 and a half, 13-ish, but it's not going to come down like that, I don't think. We're talking to Chris Mack, host of the BetQLU podcast. It drops every Thursday night, so a new edition tonight on the Odyssey YouTube channel. Also host of the Fourth Down in the Steel City Steelers pod and on 93.7 The Fan in Pittsburgh. So, Chris, when you look at the landscape right now, it's early season, but a lot of teams can make a claim for being a top five team or, or a national championship contender, be it Georgia, Florida State, Texas. A lot of teams still out there sort of jockeying. Ohio State's there, Penn State. Of all these teams, what is one team that maybe we're not talking about too much that is really good that could make a run? For me, it's Washington. They look exceptional. Yeah. But but who do you think it is? Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. Well, I mean, I, I think I was going to originally lean towards, say, a Florida State or a Notre Dame, but they're both being talked about plenty, right? Yeah. Uh, lots of people lots of people had an eye on Florida State coming in this year. I think Notre Dame, for what it's worth, is going to jump up and surprise everybody this weekend against Ohio State. Mm. Um, but I think I, I've been on Oregon State really since last spring wow. or the end of last season. They've got a phenomenal defense, a defense that is right there with Utah in the Pac-12. They went out and got a quarterback in DJU, and they've shown an ability to have a balanced offense, really a balanced team as a whole. And again, the year of the quarterback in college football. DJU doesn't have to throw this team on his shoulders. He can let the defense do their job, right? Some weeks, they're going to be able to score 27 and get out of there with a dub because their defense is going to hold the opposition under that number. So, I think Oregon State, you're going to see slowly climb the polls throughout the season, climb the rankings. Washington is another great one. It's hilarious to me that the Pac-12 is looking like the strongest conference yeah. right now in the year that it's being torn to bits. Um, but I, I think you could go with with either one of those. Uh, and then you've got you know another huge game in that conference this weekend in, in Colorado. I know you guys mentioned Colorado earlier, Colorado-Oregon. I think th three touchdowns on that game, even if it's in Eugene, that, that's that's way too much for me. I I, mm -hmm. I I think Colorado keeps that close and keeps it uncomfortable for the Ducks. So the Pac-12 is the place to look for teams that aren't getting enough attention. And for my money anyway, it's Oregon State at the top of the pile. 
All right, we're talking with Chris Mack, who is host on 93.7 The Fan in Pittsburgh and host of the fourth down in the Steel City Steelers podcast. So obviously, we got to ask about the Steelers. Sunday night game in Las Vegas, and holy line change, Batman. This one opened <laughs> as the Steelers, one-point favorites on the road. Now it's the Raiders, two-and-a-half-point home favorites here. So clearly, some people fading the Steelers here. Would you agree with this line movement? Uh, I think it makes sense given what you saw from the Steelers' offense on Monday night, right? I mean, their mm-hmm. their two edge rushers outscored their offense fourteen to twelve. <laughs> um, so <laughs> I don't know what else you need to, to to lay out statistically. You know, you can look at it from the PFF point of view. They've got the worst offensive line in the league. You can look at it from the actual statistical production point of view they're just not putting up points and their young quarterback looks lost. You can look at it from the eye test, which is what is this offense they are running where they're trying some sort of weird double option read on third and one when you've got Najee Harris and you could just hand it off or even Jalen Warren and dive straight ahead for a yard to close out a game. They have no identity on offense, guys. Zero, zilch, none. The identity should be run the ball and then hit George Pickens about 10 times a game. They haven't done enough of either because they can't block the run and because Kenny Pickett has been off target the first two weeks, so he hasn't been able to get to the ball to Pickens. Four of ten on targets to Pickens last week, for example, even though they hit on the 71-yard touchdown. Um, their coordinator is way out of his depth. Um, <laughs> he just is. We've got former GMs coming on our station here in Pittsburgh saying, yeah, he's just not qualified for the gig. Um, he's He's... <laughs> He's not good, and he's not helping a young quarterback who's looking like a young quarterback at this point. So there are plenty of questions about Matt Canada, about Kenny Pickett. Uh, The defense has saved their butt uh, in in many instances, especially last week. So I think the Raiders by two and a half, that's probably about as spot on as you can get, right? Uh, Just a titch bit more than home field advantage or right around home field advantage. I'm sure there will be more Steeler fans there than Raider fans because that's what it is when the Steelers go on the road, but I I don't know how much that affects things. If Kenny Pickett keeps throwing the ball at George Pickens feet and Matt Canada keeps (laughs) calling read options and jet sweeps. The old punching bag, Matt Canada. (laughs) But you're right though. You're absolutely right. We got a couple minutes here. I just wanted to get your take on tonight's Thursday night football game. Giants Niners. What do you think happens? Um, I'd love to tell Giants fans that the second half against Arizona was a good sign for you. I mean, I can't tell you it was a bad sign. You ended up pulling out the game, right? But I don't think it's as good a sign as the first half against Arizona was a bad sign. And we know what happened week one as well. I think 10 and a half is a really big number. I wouldn't lay the points in this situation. Uh, But I also wouldn't be surprised if the Niners do win this thing, you know, 27 to 13, 31 to 14, 31 to 17, something like that. Uh, their, Their defense is suffocating. And Brock Purdy does just what Kyle Shanahan asks him to do. When you go talk about coordinators and quarterbacks not playing well and not being able to lift each other up, well, here we go. We've got the exact opposite situation in San Francisco. We saw it in week one against the exact opposite, right? The dichotomy of Kenny Pickett and Matt Canada against Brock Purdy and Kyle Shanahan. So um, the Niners, I think, will will it'll be close on the on the spread, but I think the Niners handle the Giants tonight. Sorry, G G Men fan. Um, you are you are not in a good spot tonight. 
Oh, I agree with that. He is Chris Mack. Make sure you check out a new edition of his pod, the BetQL podcast, which drops tonight on the Odyssey YouTube channel. Also, each and every day on 93.7 The Fan in Pittsburgh. Chris, always great to see you, man. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. You bet. Hmm. He wouldn't lay the points. That's double digit spread. I get it. What a coward. It. We would never <laughs> waffle on this Chris show. a coward? He's uh, I'm being sarcastic <laughs> because we did the exact real. same thing. It sounds because real. He won't lay the points. You won't either, James. I'm going so to do how it. How dare you? Look in the rundown. Look in the rundown right now. What do you see? I'm looking. You will see me laying the points. Oh, an alternate spread. A, a half point. It's a half point. Minus one. Coward. It's nothing. Are you going to bet the game, coward? <laughs> no, but I'm not on the record calling somebody else a coward and then not doing it myself. What? You just called Chris a coward. You did. I no, did it. You I, you, did. Wait, don't play those mind games with me, Ricky Bobby. You're wrong about that. You called him a coward. <laughs> <laughs> you stand up right now. <laughs> For more, listen to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BetQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.